0: Hello and welcome to the Celtic Women's Football Show. I nearly forgot what it was called then. My name, and I haven't forgotten that, is Claire Wilde, and I'm your host. And his name, which I definitely haven't forgotten, and he's here with me, it's Lorenzo Picetti.
1: Good afternoon, Claire. He
0: doesn't know his, he he knows his name, but he doesn't know what time of day it is again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh no, but I didn't have to double check my name, but I did have to look at <laughs> the corner of my screen for the time though.
0: Is this where we say off to a bad start?
1: No, we never say that in this show. (laughs)
0: It's lovely to see you as always, recording on a Tuesday afternoon. Bit of an error, we recorded last week and I would like to apologise again, we did a little intro because, well we'll go on to talk about it, but the timing was, we were all optimistic about the Motherwell game. (laughs) (laughs) So you would have heard us being optimistic about that in your ears and, um, well we all know what happened there, don't we? Um, Should we talk about, first of all, how are you Lorenzo, how's your week been so far?
1: I'm good. My week has been been nice, pretty relaxed. Um, yeah, I've, I've had such a nothing week, been quite a nice week.
0: Sort of interesting Celtic and football things happening in Scotland, so that's all keeping us entertained, I guess.
1: It's that time of year where I feel like, particularly the end of January, there's a lot of football and not a lot of much else. So it's it's very much just Celtic focused.
0: Yeah, it's good. Um, <clears throat> bit of news um this week just looking at what's been happening in and around celtic women um still we talked about hannah kerner signing up last week um and we maybe we'll start to see something of her now as the season progresses i believe she's going to be at the press conference this week uh so we'll be able to speak to her hopefully um nothing else Huge happening with ins and outs of the door. Apart from what the news we got today with Chloe Logan extending her contract for at least another season till twenty twenty four. How do you feel about that? Obviously, we haven't seen her for a long time. It's been almost a year, or maybe just over a year, since she suffered her ACL injury and she's been in rehab.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to see because we know what Chloe Logan's capable of. It's good to see because the club is clearly behind. In her recovery, and clearly also she's on the way back. If, if we're announcing new contracts, and you know she's definitely a visible presence at the games. You know she's involved even in simple things like uh, when the Celtic women's Twitter puts out photos of them arriving at the game. Chloe Logan's in a lot of them all the time, even though she's not fit to play. Um, yeah, we so saw, we saw that with Natalie Ross squad. as
0: well, didn't we? Like when they're injured, they they remain in and around the squad and part of that team.
1: Yeah, which is so good. And yeah, as you say, it's just like. It's important to know that she's on the way back. Um, I think it's interesting timing-wise. Obviously, we've got Pamela in, who's so experienced. Mm -hmm. um, And it's a case of, you know, would they be now competing for the jersey next season, potentially? Is Chloe going to be back this season? Does that mean Pamela's not going to be here next? There's a lot of things up in the air, uh, which all these kind of good news stories always cause some sort of concern somewhere, because that's the way football fans' (laughs) brains work. Uh, But yeah, I also saw Hannah Kerner in real life, and she's very small.
0: Yeah, you texted me. You said you saw her at Silverburn and she was wee.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was wee. I mean, I'm quite big, to be fair. Um, and I was just, she was walking past me. Um, and I thought, that's Hannah Kernel, the new Celtic player.
0: Well spotted for a starter. Um, was she with other Celtic players? For-
1: she was, not to, I don't know how, how much this verges on some sort of arrestable stalking offence. But yes, she was. I mean, with, walking uh, past
0: them without planning it isn't a stalking uh, offence, I don't think. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she was with um with uh, Claire and Pamela. Okay. Uh, and it's nice again. We always, I think, every time I've ever seen like a Celtic women's player in the wild, they're with team members, which is fun. Yeah, you know, that they're is close knit nice. team, and that's kind of the thing we like about them. But um, yeah, a part of our defence was just out for dinner. I think.
0: I love that. I've only I saw uh, Chloe Craig in a test um asda at Tory Glen, but she was just buying a sandwich on her own. So. Wow. That's a shame, actually. <laughs> that and that and my other big spot recently was I saw so this is my footballers in the supermarket spotting I saw Stephen Welsh in Sainsbury's at East Kilbride so again
1: I've seen I've seen uh, Priscilla Chinchilla in a few different supermarkets (laughs) I swear to god stop shopping at the same place
0: send us in where you have seen footballers and in which supermarkets (laughs) um we've got distracted we were talking about Chloe
1: (laughs) yes never (laughs) seen her in a supermarket but hopefully to get back on the pitch (laughs)
0: If you go on the Celtic Women's Twitter and socials today, there's a wee interview with her, which is really worth listening to. And like you said, Lorenzo, the kind of unspoken thing, which isn't asked about in the interview, but like everyone who's interested will be thinking the whole way through is, because she talks, they um, they ask her about a training with Pamela, obviously very different experience. She talks about the different um, skills and abilities and things, ways that she's trained and things that she brings to that goalkeeping role. But they kind of, elephant in the room at that point is how is this going to play out next season is Pam going to leave is Chloe coming straight back in she obviously hasn't been playing a lot but there's not not much way to know that apart from to just see how it does play out and I guess how much involvement Chloe starts to get towards maybe the end of this season if she gets any game time at all
1: I do think it's all positive it's a good thing um mm. obviously it's up there but you hear Chloe talking in an interview and she it's interesting, she's been here for so long, you know, she's been a, a Celtic goalkeeper for so long, but she's never had that experience of playing under a super experienced goalkeeper, you know, and learning from one and training from one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Which is it's going to be huge for her. So even if, you know, it does mean we lose a good experienced player in Pamela, it means we've got Chloe coming back. We talked about this when Chloe would start and she would rotate with Rachel Johnson. If you didn't know, you know, how young Chloe was or whatever, you would think she was the experienced goalie, you know, you could, mm-hmm. you could think she'd been there forever. Um, And that's something she always came across as in her demeanour and the way she played. But now she's had that actual training with somebody of Pamela's standing who's played so much football at a really high level. It can only be really, really beneficial for her and for Celtic. So whatever happens, this is very positive news. Um, Yeah, it's just, you know, you don't ever think about players or talk about players leaving uh, or whatever, but yeah I think the only way I would come here is, is positive
0: it's nice to see the club obviously supporting her through that injury and making sure that she has got a place to play when she comes back because it was I remember when it happened when she got that injury and we were at the game and you know imme- you know of course immediately she was devastated and it's there's been so many of these types of injury we've had another one Lucy with Clifford but you know in England and across the elite game like across women's football there's been so many of these serious injuries it's just nice to see someone positively coming back from one um yeah other things to talk talking about england and other football there was a little women's football sp- thing that happened this weekend where a game was called off after eight minutes of being played did you see the footage it yeah, was liverpool and game. chelsea <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah but it's you know showpiece sky sports you know it's about as high level as it gets and again that it's it does highlight the dependency, even at the highest level of women's football, on TV money, yeah. and obviously it makes a huge difference. But obviously, well, I think it was on the, the I
0: think it was on the BBC, and there was talk that they'd put pressure to yeah. not call it off and all this stuff, and they've denied that. They've said absolutely they didn't. The player safety comes first, and I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's not particularly Celtic relevant l- relevant, but I think it's interesting to keep an eye on stories like that because. I think as well, we have a tendency to think that everything's going brilliantly in England and that the women's game is on the up and up and that, you know, we have to remember we are far behind a game that is really far behind like the elite sports level that we would want it to be at at this point. And that, things like that happening in England just demonstrate that, don't they?
1: Yeah, particularly with all the, you know, the very high profile injuries in the women's game right now mm. for a game to be played like that even started. I mean, if I played the referee, you know, calling it off and the game not going ahead, but the footage is obscene and people have put, you know, funny music behind it and it is funny to see players slipping and sliding. But the idea that a game of professional football could have been played on that surface and injuries could have been risked and careers could have been risked for that is appalling. It's really insane.
0: Yeah. Um I'm gonna talk about squad squad depth for us a bit. I don't I'm thinking about where to bring it in. We've talked about the fact that we haven't had a huge amount of transfer news. I any day we're expecting more. I think I would say we're definitely going to get one more and I would think it would be a striker based on what Fran said and based on what the rumours are. We don't know who that's going to be necessarily and there might be another one in the pipeline but, you know, it's nearly the end of the month. We want to kind of start bedding these players in, don't we? And maybe I'll leave it until we talk about the Partick Thistle game, which we will because we're going to talk about Motherwell briefly um, but I just thought the bench was a bit thin on the weekend. But... Let's talk about Motherwell and the draw. Um, again, we didn't get to see the game because um, if you weren't at it, you couldn't see it. And it was a clash with the men's game. So I was at, I was at Celtic Park happily thinking, well, this is fine because I'll go to Celtic Park and I'll keep updated and everyth- all the news I will hear from Airdrie will be good news. And then I will bobble home a happy little bunny. And that did not happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was doing the uh reaction and just obviously the, a 4-0 win finishes and you check your phone and you go, oh, for God's sake, like, what an absolute downer and it just, it just, I don't know, it was such a shock and again, it, you know, that's testament to how we've been playing. We don't ever expect to be shocked. We don't ever expect any of these teams to cause us issues. Yeah. Um, but it was a little bit PTSD deja vu of like the 4 for game we talk we will about. forever. Talk <laughs> we will about, never you
0: know. not talk about that 4 for game in France first season.
1: <laughs> just these silly like two points dropped in this league is like six, and for Rangers to have dropped points last week, and that's that's our answer. Yeah, uh, that really was our was opportunity. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, a huge shame, and I'm just looking at the lineup here. I mean, let's just quickly go through it: Pam Tahanar, Claire Reardon, Taylor Otto, Caitlin Hayes, Shen. Mon Lu, uh, Shen Mon Lu, Lisa Robertson, Shen, Chloe Craig, Jacinta, Maria and Amy Gallagher. Like it's a strong team. That's a team you're very happy with going out to face Motherwell, isn't it? The bench, you've got Kelly Clark, you've got Natalie Ross, you've got Liv, you've got Teagan and Tyree. I mean, what happened? I mean, Fran in the week has also said that he regrets sort of, agreeing to that reschedule so soon after the break. Do you think that played a huge factor? He obviously does.
1: Yeah, I mean, one, you have to trust him on that. And how could it not? You know, we've we've Mm. played a lot of football. um, Playing three games a week for any level of football, any team is a real ask and a really, really big, you know, schedule conflict and a big deal. And you see it in the men's game um, where teams will kind of, particularly, I mean, you can't get away with it at Celtic, but teams will decide that uh, perhaps a cup competition is just not worth that one extra game, you know, and they'll, they'll shift mm. an entire team around. Can't do that at Celtic. Celtic. Um, we have to play the best level we can, can every week. And I'd, I'd have to assume that tiredness played a factor, um, even just fatigue or complacency, whatever that comes from playing tons and tons of games at once, because it's it's such a, a gulf in quality that it is one of those games where mother will have to, come at their best Celtic have to be at their worst for the result to go this way
0: yeah I mean just looking at what what happened in the game you know it was half three half-time changes were made which isn't something we're used to seeing a lot of the time and those three players coming on were Kelly Clark Natalie Ross and Liv Ferguson so that's some strength that coming on those are three really good players so Fran obviously realized that it wasn't going to plan and was trying to shake things up a bit and I think you you heard the players talking afterwards. They were really disappointed. They said, we knew we had a game plan and we didn't stick to it and we weren't focused enough. And, you know, these games do happen, don't they? And it's just such a shame that it happened when we did have an opportunity to kind of grasp the nettle as it were, because Rangers had dropped those points who then went on to beat motherwell at the weekend like 7-0 i think <laughs> yeah but all credit to motherwell and i think there's something to be said for some of these surprise results starting to creep in because they are kind of it feels like they're starting to creep in a little bit more the fact that hearts have been moving up the table as we've discussed a lot the fact that this league is changing and it's going to keep changing and these slightly more competitive games we're going to come across them
1: yeah i the way the top three started this season it looked like you know the idea of any of these results happening this season looked so far away. Um, I think all three teams started on fire and Liverpool kind of can hammer every day that wasn't each other. Uh, so yeah, credit to Mother, absolutely. And there's a lot of things to like about Motherwell in general, but it's it's a team that we've hammered before and we should be hammering again. But the team are very well aware of that these results do happen. You can't legislate for the timing of them, uh, but this is probably just it's going to hit harder because of that. Um, gap we could have opened up above Rangers
0: yeah absolutely Um, we will move on swiftly from it um, as we had to do as the team had to do at the weekend we played Partick Thistle at the weekend it was another home game which is good for us, big pitch um, stadium that we're used to and everything Um, thoughts before that game considering that we'd had the draw against Motherwell
1: I do think the Celtic team is very good at bouncing back um, any result we can pick out in the last couple of years or whatever where we've felt disappointed, they do, you know, take the hint, they do run it back nice and fast and, and want to go out and impress and score goals and I think that's a scary proposition to play against and it proved that again. You know, they really came out with a lot of intensity and it was a case of righting a wrong as much as you can. You can't get those points back but you can go out and, and put on a show.
0: Yeah, I think the same. I think I had confidence in them to bounce back almost not more confidence in them to get a result because of it, but sort of that they would, we've seen them get that sort of fire in their belly before when stuff like this has happened and they've gone, right, we need to prove something now. And they, I think they are good at, <clears throat> and I think the coaching staff are really good at going like, this is what went wrong. <laughs> yep. We're not doing that this time, you know, and picking themselves up and dusting themselves off and off they go. So um, we get the lineup for this game through. Um, we had, here we go. Pam Taconart in goals, Claire O'Reardon, Kelly Clark, Caitlin Hayes, Tegan Bowie, Lisa Robertson, both of the Shens, Natalie Ross, Maria McEneny, and Amy Gallagher. Sort of a, a reasonably similar Kelly and Natalie coming back into the starting lineup there. Again, happy with that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a strong team. They, you know, obviously you want your centre to be, to be playing, but we've also talked about how some of these players might need a rest. Um, that team shows you you're not really going to get one. Yeah, uh, You're not going to get one until any mandated one comes along because that is a strong team. So it's a team you'd be happy with in any game really outside of Jacinta not playing. Um, so yeah, I don't you complain about the 11.
0: It also shows that there is a confidence in the team that they're not playing into that they're saying we can do this, we've got the players to make something happen against this team without putting in the player that everyone is kind of becoming a bit of a, especially with Laracy away, Jacinta is the focal point, isn't she? <clears throat> the bench was Chloe Craig, Jacinta, Liv Ferguson, Tyree Birchall and then Claire Goldie and Abby Ferns. We've seen Claire before um, come on in a league game. Abby is a player that we are not familiar with, I don't think at all. So a couple of youngsters and it felt a little bit, obviously Liv chances off doing her international duty that she's been... Permitted to go off and do, no Taylor Otto. I d- I just I looked at that bench and it looked a bit thin. Was that? Did, is that something that struck you or not? <laughs> um. Well, I
1: I think if you swap, you know, I guess Goldie and Ferns for two more established first teamers that are injured right now, you you know, there's probably no yeah no debate. But um, at the same time, we like seeing you know the young players on the bench. Um, it's all about kind of how and when they need to get used. Uh, you've got five subs. If you have five players that you trust coming out of that park, it's kind of good enough, you know. Um, unless something goes completely wrong, and then the other two slots could be for young players. Uh, squad depth wise, I think we're in a we're in a pretty good position normally, uh, barring some of the bad injuries we've had or you know, live away in international duty. So it doesn't worry me too much. What would worry me is if the people coming off the bench couldn't change the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I feel like. You're getting close to it with that bench, apart from Jacinta. You know, who do you trust to come on and change a game? I think yeah. uh, Liv Ferguson did really well when she came on, which is really good to see because she's going to need to be somebody we rely on a wee bit um, coming on and changing games. So, squad depth wise, I would say we've lost quite a chunk of star power, mm-hmm. and it's about who's going to step up and replace the star power. Uh, depth wise, in terms of numbers, I do think we're okay. We always talk about defence being, you know, an injury away from. <laughs> Chaos. Um and I'm kinda used to that, I think. So <laughs> I think I've just resigned myself to that. Right back wise, you know, Hannah's come in, yeah. so Shen probably won't need to be the right wing back kind of makeshift as we go on. Then again, that'll add another bit of quality to the bench. So I don't I'm not unduly concerned.
0: That's good to hear. Um no goalkeeper on the bench. Do you think we might have learned a lesson about that from last season?
1: <laughs> well, I this is the thing. I'm I'm a gambler in terms of You know, I like when Fran takes risks as well and stuff No goalkeeper on the bench is a funny one because it is a gamble because obviously when it goes wrong it's as bad as it gets Uh, but at the same time if you want those extra options you get those extra options and the Celtic roulette wheel of young goalkeepers, maybe maybe nobody was off you know, maybe nobody was off school they had a lot of homework to do or whatever (laughs) from the we usually
0: put i mean it would it's india mawaha usually isn't it so we don't know what's going on there with that as well um i don't know just you know we saw caitlin and kelly pull on the goalie gloves last season and it put the fear into us so (laughs) i don't know when i don't see a goalie on the bench i'm just like oh god (laughs) but chloe's coming back so it's fine
1: yeah i mean again more good news maybe again Helps with the timing wise. Maybe we do have injuries to other backup goalkeepers, and we are actually kind of goalkeeperless outside of mm. PAM. Maybe that is the issue. We don't want to kind of say it out loud. Uh, so to know Chloe's on the way back is just another kind of like safety net there, mm. at least.
0: Yeah. And Rachel is kind of midway through surgeries, and, and Rachel Johnston, the other goalkeeper, coming back. We should mention her because she was obviously so integral to some of the success we had last season. Did you see the. Um, social media, the post where she, she was in hospital and she's her arm is out of action and Caitlin Hayes is doing her hair like she's her <laughs> mum and Rachel's really getting cross with her going, no, 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 don't do it like that. Don't do it like that. It's really funny.
1: Again, what we like to see, a yeah. close defence as well.
0: <laughs> um, so, sorry, where were we? Line-up, yeah, happy with that. Um, what were your overall thoughts on this game? Just impressions from we kept, we had to come back and we obviously did. It we won it eight
1: 0 Sorry, I muted myself though. Yeah, just point proven. I think I think they came out with that with with that in their minds and there was some really kind of um typical play of a really good Fran performance. You know, it was a lot of really good wing play, really direct, just looked when you when they come across as just faster and better and kind of untouchable, mm. that's when this team is clicking. As Christian
0: um, said on the review last night, the wingers were really wingy.
1: They were very wingy. And <laughs> when these wingers wing, they wing. And they win. More <laughs> often than not. Um and I think even just watching I watched I always watch the kind of the goals back in particular before we start recording and every highlight, I mean part of thistle put up a decent chunk of highlights. Every highlight is wing play. Yeah. You know, really direct, really fast. And then we've been talking about the last couple of episodes. Jacinta in particular has been putting some crosses in and corners in and we're getting mm-hmm. back to this kind of set-piece dominance yeah. which was a big makeup of our game the last two years
0: yeah no it's really really good to see I totally agree um, standout performances I mean uh, Lou won player of the match in the stadium she was or by half-time she was my player of the match because I just think this was one of the best performances we have seen from her she was playing with just such a freedom and a confidence and a the way she was able to you know get down that sort of left hand side and, and cut in and just cut round defenders and split the defence was just something lovely to watch, wasn't it?
1: I thought she was unreal. Uh and I've not been massively convinced by Lou um kind of before I've I would say recently she's been she's much better. Um but she can be a wee bit tentative, i thought, in the past and maybe think too much about what she's gonna do because she clearly has the ability. Uh and she'd face people up and kinda of turn back inside and say, try and start the play again which isn't how this kind of team performs at its best. Uh, but watching her just... There was a a, a couple of chances against Glasgow City where she went direct, you know, yeah. and she caused that goal and she yeah. was terrifying yeah. the life out of them. Um, and that was the energy she was giving us in this game. She had her head up, she looked ahead of her, she saw almost, like the best wingers do, mm-hmm. a path through them and yeah. uh, just took them on, knew she was better than them, really drove into the box um, with her head down, knowing, you know... Where the byline is, when she's going to stop, whether she's going to take it to the byline, and then put some really dangerous balls across. Yeah, she was brilliant.
0: Almost like something you mentioned. How we've seen her play before. It's like she clearly has the skill. She demonstrated that in spades yesterday. But it's almost like something's clicked with her. Like either in training or in one of the games where she, psychologically she's now playing in a different way, and it's just reaping rewards. Which is, I just, I just loved it. It was great. Um, was there anyone else who you wanted to mention who you thought had a particularly good game? I mean, we won 8-0 and I thought that we played really well across the whole of the barn. But...
1: Yeah, it was good to see uh, Lisa played some really, really phenomenal passes out wide to Lou. She started her off it's almost that way. Mm-hmm. The best kind of playmakers play the ball, that slight touch ahead of you to make you run onto it, like force the yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, I thought she started some brilliant moves. And again, she's somebody who... As we say, is great every week, but sometimes she deserves a little standout mention for her her playmaking. Um, I thought she was great, and I thought that uh, Amy, you know, is just back scoring again after a one little week off, mm-hmm. not even week, a few days off. Uh, so that's good to see. But everyone was great. Jacinta was great. Um, probably annoyed again; she didn't get a few more goals, mm. uh, but just just good to see her playing so well.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the goals because there's eight of them to go through. Um, the I was watching. I was planning to go to the game, and then my car started to be uh, a bit tricky, shall we say. And the thought of breaking down at six thirty at night in Airdrie in the rain wasn't appealing. So I decided not, well, not to risk it, and it is now booked in for the garage this week. <laughs> um, so I watched it at home, and we, I hadn't. I, it felt like I hadn't watched a game on a full game on TV for a while, as it's kind of playing out, and you, you get a slightly different. Sense of things, it's nice um, to see. So I don't. You were you were watching on at BBC Alba as well.
1: Yeah, it, it is different. I mean, we don't really we're not the biggest fans of um, the Stadium and energy in terms of getting to it and logistics and stuff. I think the telly gives you an even, for some reason, an even clearer idea of how like a big pitch benefits the stronger team. Yeah, I think when you're there in person, maybe you're focusing on individual things, individual battles and stuff like that. But when you see it on TV something about it just makes this team kind of look like they've got tons of space when they're playing at their best, you know, and there's tons of chances and they look like the, the, the heavy, heavy favorites. So I think it's nice to watch a game on TV too.
0: Yeah. 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 Me too. Um, 15 minutes, Natalie Ross. So Natalie Ross had had that injury last weekend. where She'd, we yeah. talked about it and she's still uh, sporting, a fetching black eye from that. Um, but because she's Natalie Ross, she doesn't comes back on and plays football. Um, the first goal, again, we've just already talked about Lou, but getting round that she got round Rosie Slater, just Rosie Slater couldn't do anything with her. She just got right round her and the ball goes straight in. For Natalie, who starts off like almost at the halfway line, because I was watching it back and I was like, at what point does Natalie start to make that run to be in front of goal for when Lou puts it across and Natalie just chips it in. Um, and there was just something really lovely and clever about that, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think again. There's we're talking about Lou, obviously finding some confidence or comfortability or swagger in the way she's playing it in the wing. But it's the same with when you see that Ross run. There's a trust there that she's going to take it by line. You know, you better get in that box because Lou will get this across. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we've been complacent in the past, or when things aren't quite going your way, or you're not finding the opening goal, it's because players don't commit enough mm-hmm. that wingers are going to get the ball in. You know, but when we're at our best in the last few weeks, in particular. When these balls will come across, we've had somebody at the front post, somebody in the middle, somebody at the back post. And that way we're even getting deflections, we're getting second chances. Um, And again, that is just like a a confidence amongst the team that there's going to be a chance to put this ball in the back of the net. It will come in the box. And as you say, you can see Ross driving towards the box just with that knowledge that Lou's going to get it across.
0: It was really good. So, you know, nice to be one up. 1-0 up after 15 minutes very quickly we get another from who else but Amy Gallagher Um, do you want to talk us through that one?
1: Yes Shen was finding tons of space I thought as well down the right not as like kind of um, directly as Lulu was going by players but Shen was kind of quietly finding little pockets of space taking up really good positions Um, she does well and gets the ball in to Amy and Amy I almost feel for her because it looks, from the angle we've got, it looks like she's about to bury it in the bottom left corner. She has a good effort, but it is deflected wildly into the entirely opposite corner. You know, (laughs) so it's now a deflected goal. But I think I will give Amy the respect that she deserves that it was already going in bottom left.
0: Goal's a goal. Um,
1: goal, (laughs) And a goal's a goal. So uh, good to see Amy back on the score sheet. But again, she's, she's really good at kind of taking the ball with her back to goal and not pissing about too much. You know, she yeah, knows yeah. if she can swivel her body, she can direct the ball gowards, and that is how she's got a lot of her goals recently.
0: There's just something about watching her receive the ball where you just have a kind of it's fifty-fifty. If it's if it's reasonably close to goal, you're like, She's gonna have a she's gonna have a go here. <laughs>
1: yep. And you put your money on everything.
0: Um twenty minutes later she gets another one, and it's uh, Tegan Bowie who puts in the good cross this time um, and Amy gets it in off her head I say it's a header but it's almost like a side of her facer
1: <laughs> Yeah, again my favourite kind of headers because <laughs> why are you thinking too much about it? She puts her body in the way That's a goal, it's just very much Amy's kind of goal instinct right now but Robertson started that move again with one of those kind of reverse balls in the wing Yeah, um, she's got a few of them throughout and that one to Teagan, Teagan again another player you put the ball ahead of her she will chase after it mm-hmm. Um, And that's a really wonderfully composed ball in from from Teagan. Uh, Somebody who's so aggressive and so direct on the wing. It's always good to see when she can finish that with Mm -hmm. with something good in the final third.
0: Yeah, really good. So that's three um, going into half-time, which is lovely. And it looks, I mean, I, I think we were putting on a dominant enough display and Partick Thistle really, at this point, weren't really seeing anything, were they?
1: No, I mean... It's tough to even judge who in the defence had a good game because they were just so dominant uh, that Party Thistle just didn't seem to have any real sniffs at goal. Uh, it's a couple of half chances that kind of come from almost like inevitability mm-hmm. if you're playing a 90-minute game of football. Uh, but it was as comfortable as it gets.
0: Yeah. Um, Shen gets the got the fourth goal at like 60 minutes. Again, it's from a ball from Lou in a really tight space again. um, And it's one of those ones, comes to the feet of Natalie Ross, comes back out and Shen's there to take it and make sure it goes in the back of the net.
1: Yeah, like I said, they're kind of queuing up for these when somebody gets to the (laughs) byline, which is exactly what you want. And Shen playing, you know, kind of right wing back, whatever you want to call that position, Um, her instinct is obviously to be further forward. So when we're in these dominant games, that's why you see her find the space. You see her involved in the goals, see her assisting. But I think Fran has has emphasised and made quite a big deal about our wide players need to get themselves in the box because these are your kind of best chances to score. So if somebody's going to get it across. We need to have as many Celtic players in that box as possible to kind of emphasise our chances of of getting on the end of it.
0: Yeah, totally. Um. I just, before we talk about the fifth goal, I just, Partick's probably best chance came from, almost obvious chance came from their sub, which was their new player, Imogen Longcake, who came on. And I thought she looked really good when she came on. And she just hit a really long ball, which Pamela had to tip over the bar, which she was completely capable of doing. But it was, what did you make of her?
1: Yeah, she looked she looked decent. I mean, uh, we've talked about players who look kind of good against us when we play them in these dominant games, but there's only so much they can. There's only so much they get on the ball. Uh-huh. There's only so much help they can get when they're under the course the whole game. Um, but no, I mean that was a good effort. Quite speculative. Pam dealt with it. Um, great name, long cake.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> English player who I think has just come. I think she's had some time, like a lot of players of ours have gone to do or have come back from, um, maybe college football or playing in the states which is, yep. I think, a really good place to get experience. So one to watch out for. Our fifth goal, um, another amazing header. To tell us about it.
1: Another just sent a corner, you know, with with some zip on it. And a lot of these corners are going front post. And even when I'm picturing corners we've scored in big games, they're front post. Their players, if you give Hayes and Craig, you know, these half starts on defenders, they are just so much more dominant there than them. Um, and Craigie meets this so well And kind of loops at back post Like directs it back post This is different to Amy's put your face on it <laughs> A very measured lofted header to the back post And great to see Craig You know back in scoring Back in the team um, She's always such a threat from set pieces
0: yeah, it's quite a job. If you watch it back kind of almost in slow motion, it's quite a spectacular one because she's not only at the front, she's quite far away from the front post. Like it, she gets, she covers some distance with that ball. She just sees it and strikes it and it, it just looks really good. Um, so 5-0, 77 minutes, a pass from Caitlin Hayes up to Liv Ferguson, um, who runs with the ball, has loads of room to get the ball across to Jacinta this time, doesn't she? And again, they're not quite queuing up, but of course Jacinta is in the right place at the right time.
1: Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant run from Ferguson. She's really, really good staying off the last defender as well. Um, Hayes, we know how good she is at playing these forward passes. So she just kind of unleashes her into that open uh-huh. space. She's kept herself on side, And when you look at the replay, only Jazz is kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah. And isn't, you know, everyone else is waiting to see if she's offside or has been turned by her whereas Jazz is Just keeping go. up with her. <laughs> yeah, which is why she's got to happen because she's the only one that has kept up with the run. Um, again, that confidence in each other, that the things you try will come off.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the seventh goal is something we haven't seen for a little while. It was a Chloe Craig penalty. Um, Lou was fouled in the box, I think, by Donaldson, but McCulloch was involved as well, too, of... Thistle's strong players, both players who have played for Celtic in the past who were maybe getting a bit frustrated
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean, it's, I, we were we were big fans of, of Donaldinho in <laughs> and, and her time at Celtic so it's nice to see her involved and not nice to see her in the end of a, a hammering um, but it was just great from another, another Lisa Robertson reverse ball you know, cutting two defenders completely out of the equation, taking them out of the game um, and just the mood Lou was in she looked like she was going to run into yeah. the net you
0: know. <laughs> yeah it was really good um, they win the penalty and you know Chloe Craig puts it away cool as you like um, for seven and then in case that just wasn't enough a little cherry on top of the ice cream sundae was that our captain Kelly Clark got a goal towards the end of the game at 82 minutes um, she heads it off across of from Jacinta again um, my favourite thing about this goal is bef- just before she hits it you hear another player shout go Cal
1: <laughs> I mean it's cl- it's classic Kelly Clark um, these front post headers are just you know we don't really put many headers over the bar or into the keeper's hands or wide it does seem like if we connect with them their goals they're so well directed and they're just very good at heading the ball um, so for Jacinta to be on this kind of run of form of picking out the yeah. centre backs is really really exciting
0: yeah. Um, anything else you had to say about Partick Thistle as opposition, or is, have we kind of covered it all? In
1: yeah, I, as you say, Long Kate looked good, um, but not too much of a threat. Uh, I just thought they were they're that unlucky team that comes on the back of a you know a disappointing mm-hmm. result, and we have to go out and hammer something, make a point. And yeah. it had to be Partick Thistle.
0: Who's your player of the match, please?
1: Lou. Yeah, no percent. I just there's. The player of the match could be, you know, you could go through it and you could pick out um, a few players maybe who made big impacts uh, but Lou is just the attention grabber that whole game. It -hmm. felt like every time she got in the ball, she was just determined to go make something happen and as I say, the the one where she won the penalty is the best example because very little of that run is is not ill-advised. You know, she does run into traffic, run into trouble but it's just confidence and Mm -hmm. she's beaten these players and she'd had a whole game of doing it, so I just thought she was absolutely on fire and yeah. really, really deserves it.
0: I put this on the rundown. Do you have a two-point takeaway or even a one-point takeaway? What would what would be kind of going forward now into the next run of games? What are you thinking about this team? What do you want um, to
1: see? I want to see Lou continue this because I think there are positions up for grabs in this team, um, particularly until we see some new forward come in. Uh, I want to see uh, Lou kind of figure out, put all this stuff together, And force herself into starting 11 every week. Um, And I want to see Hannah start ASAP. Mm -hmm. Shen had a great game, nothing to do with Shen. Just I want, uh, I would like a right wing back who is a right wing back for these bigger games. Yeah. Um, So I'd like to see Hannah kind of get a run in this team ASAP. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I can't wait for that either. Um, We are playing, the next game we've got is against Hearts, who are probably outside the other big two the toughest opposition, on paper at least, that we're going to face this season. Um, and we're playing them away. We're going to Edinburgh to play this game. Um, what are your thoughts kind of going into this game off the back of where we've been?
1: Um, it's tough to be too... I'm not. I'm never really worried about Celtic women against them apart from, from Rangers really uh, and uh, Glasgow City. But Hearts have been in good form. They're definitely the best of the rest. I mean, I think they're closer to Rangers than they are to Hibs. I think they're, um, they're like six or seven definitely.
0: points off Rangers at the moment.
1: Yeah, so that's you know we're 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 whole five points off the top of the league. You know they're not too uh, too far away at all. Um, they're getting better every week it seems as well. I yeah, think, they're, the they're time... not
0: losing to anyone apart from Glasgow City, Rangers, and us.
1: Yeah, the more time. Everall uh, seems to get with this team The kind of better they become Yeah Um. So it's you know It's definitely the toughest fixture We can get outside that So that's worrying in itself Um. I'd be worried If I started being worried About these games though I do think Celtic should win it Fairly comfortably Um. If it takes a late goal I trust Somebody like Jamie Gallagher To step up and get it I think our drawing blanks Game has been done now I mm-hmm. would not expect to see Celtic Go two out of three games Not scoring a goal Yep um, and the defence has been so strong With only conceding two goals this whole season So there's nothing that sticks out and scares me Apart from that they're going to be a much better side Than we've been playing recently but mm-hmm. I do think we should be coming away with that game uh, With a win And I'm going to say
0: oh, He's going to give me a prediction without me even asking for it
1: yeah, I'm going to say I w- I'm giving Hearts the respect they're due I do think they'll give us a really tough game I just think we will eventually find a way through And it might not come to the second half I think it will be 2-0
0: okay i think yeah i i agree with you i um, i we've talked a lot about a lot of the space that we've had and a lot of uh, you know lou running riot through the defense and stuff i i think having watched um the game a bit of the game that against rangers where they they held them to a draw that the the hearts defense is going to be a much different kettle of fish to to a lot of the teams that we face and I'm just really interested to see how that all plays out. So fingers crossed. It's going to be it's certainly going to be interesting for sure. Um yeah. is there anyone that you absolutely would be upset if they weren't in the lineup?
1: Uh I'd say probably eight or nine of that team. I think right now there is I say there's positions up for grabs, but I think there's a starting 11 there. There's at mm-hmm. least a starting yeah, eight or nine. Um I'd be interested to see who he wants to put in a right wing back again. If it's not going to be Hanna uh, I think Shen is great But I, You know I don't really know Hart's particular strengths Whether You might want to go As defense, Like a little bit more defensive In that back four Or back five uh-huh. Whatever you're going to do um, As long as Jacinta and, and Amy are playing I would expect us to score goals uh, And then you've got Lisa I'd, Lisa and Natalie you Who know I'd play for Their experience And No matter how good Compact this Hearts team Is going to be Their players that are used to Playing against you know Teams like this And breaking them down Uh, So no, I think I'm kind of open to what what Fran's going to throw because I don't think he will change it too much. Um, It's about who's fit, I guess. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I think that's the case. We've got, looking at the league standings, just as we are, Rangers have got that game in hand, which I'm just a bit like, how did that happen? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But so Glasgow City is still top um, on 43 points. We are second with 38. Rangers are... Um, third with 36 and hearts are on 29 rangers and glasgow city play each other this weekend though Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i what?
1: mean it's annoying that we we drew because my prediction of that's the night we go top of the league now can't come true <laughs> um i think we're rooting for a draw as we usually are um i think I it, maybe we be rooting for a rangers win but I don't know. I just I really still feel like they're the best team in this league. Um despite, you know, that little hiccup. Uh I think I by want them to, also,
0: if anyone has to lose, I want them to
1: lose. I mean that's true. That's the thing. The good thing about when you're when you're rooting for these things is if Rangers <laughs> lose, even though it might not mathematically be the best, it's still the best. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah we'll just have to wait and see but it's going to be a really interesting weekend anyway as far as i know so far that's the game that's going to be televised i don't know if there's going to be a game on bbc sports scotland or sky or anything we haven't heard that the celtic game will be on tv i'm definitely going to be trying to make it over to edinburgh to watch um but yeah it should be good anything else to add before we finish is there anything any other pressing business lorenzo
1: Nothing pressing. Uh, it seems like we're back to business with, you know, an eight goal win to kind of um, get over that uh, mm-hmm. nil-nil. It's still kind of a signal. I'm looking at the table right in front of me and it does make me feel a wee bit queasy to know that we where we should be yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all still to play for. City are not the team I think will run away with us. So I, I do think there's a lot to happen in this title race.
0: Yeah, and uh, we, we we've got the split happening as well this season. So we're heading towards that. Which will be exciting to see.
1: Well, the split kind of means we'll probably never, God, fingers crossed, we don't completely go it. Um, that we shouldn't really be out of it until the split. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got those swings to happen. It's going to be a terrifying end to the scene, whatever happens. It <laughs> really will be.
0: A roller coaster. Well, strapping kids, because we're all along for the ride. It's been lovely talking about it with you, as always, Lorenzo. Thank you very much.
1: You too. No worries.
0: Uh, we will see you next week. He's been Lorenzo Pacitti. I've been Claire Wilde. This has been the Celtic Women's Football Show.